do a very good fade there i apologize hopefully everyone can hear me yeah hello and welcome to the wicked awesome podcast it is eight o'clock on eastern time on a tuesday i'm your host mad aka brother wicked and i welcome you either into the live show or maybe you're listening to it later in that case, it would not be Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. <sighs> August 31st. This is a rough time of year for me, uh, where emotions just kind of are all over the place. Uh, right now, uh, I would say I'm feeling a little low. Um, but I do know I will come out of it, as I always do. It's just something about this time of year. It's a, the back-to-school feeling, which creates anxiety. It's uh, that feeling of change as there's crisper air, uh, especially at nighttime. Sometimes you still get the warm, humid air during the day, but the nights get cool, the days get shorter. So it's just a time of year of transitions, and it's... I guess that's what's going on. Um, but every year I plan on it. It's the most beautiful time of year in Maine outside. But for whatever reason, this is typically the month, one of the shortest months of the year. It's only 30, only 30 days in September that uh, it's, it tends to be a hard time of year for me. I almost wasn't going to do the podcast tonight. I decided that I would because... A huge part of podcasting for me is the therapeutic component, just getting it out there. And I appreciate all the people that listen, uh, take part in the chitty chat room. And throughout it all, I feel better. It does make me feel better just to get it out and to interact with individuals. So I was going to talk about chicken barbecues in Maine, just because I have it in the topic here that as I'm looking, looking at it. I wrote down, one thing I enjoy about summer is all of the public chicken barbecues that pop up in Waldo County towns. It makes me wonder, are the barbecues a rural Maine phenomenon? Plus, I will cover, converse about general observations. I see that. Hey, look that it's me. Entered the live studio, then left. Well, hell with you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Why do people do that? They just come in and then they leave. Yeah. Interesting. I get a lot of that here, but I won't talk about that much. Um, yeah, so uh, Legion Halls, churches, community centers, town halls, what have you, all across the rural Maine this time of year, have chicken barbecues. Some have them on a, once a month. And I have yet to go to one this summer. Hey, El Gato. Welcome to the Wicked Awesome Podcast. 
So this past Saturday, I uh, the band Blackledge that I play in played at a wedding, and the guy there, Hank, who has been, forever been part of the Freedom Maine Fire Department, cooked chicken, and that was some good chicken right there. I took a picture of it, put it on Instagram. So I got my chicken barbecue fix, and my goodness, that was good chicken. Welcome, Kay Frymuth. I hope I am pronouncing that correctly. And welcome to the Wicked Awesome Podcast, as I'm welcoming everyone as people leave. Okay, well, I'm sorry. Elgato didn't stay long. Good to see highs in here, at least. Oh, well, you know, I try. I try. Uh, Jeff, D113 just came in. Jeez, I don't know what the hell I'm going to talk about here. All of a sudden, I'm at a loss for words. I just got done with Zumba class. Uh, that was That made me feel better a little bit. And as more people come in the room, or if not, I'll talk more about uh, Zumba a little bit later on. Uh, yeah, I love these shows that don't have a focus. They just make me feel so happy about myself. Uh, so, so just wonderful. Yeah. Uh, observations for the past week. Okay, going back to last Wednesday night, uh, trivia night, our team came in second place again. My team is called Ask Mag- Magic. I did not come up with that name. And, yeah, we lost again by one point. I don't know what the deciding... I can't remember what the deciding question was. Uh, The topic, the general topic was uh, crypto monsters or crypto animals or crypto something. You know, like your Bigfoots. And we didn't do a very good job with that, quite frankly. Uh. There was uh, some talk about, like, this toad guy in Pennsylvania. I believe he's called Spunk. Uh, Maybe some of you might know. And then in West Virginia, uh, there was this uh, crypto monster called uh, Mothman, this giant moth alien type thing. And, yeah, that had something to do with a flood or a bridge breaking. I can't remember. Uh, then of course you know the bigfoot questions and but i don't know i think if we would have studied up because we do have hints beforehand the host gives hints on the face thing um and if we would have studied up on the hints a little bit more or if one of us did yeah anyway we would have done better we would have done better yeah very good I am at a loss for words. Last night, actually, let's go back. I'm talking about my week in general, general observations. Go back to last Thursday. I went to go visit my mom. And my kids went with me. That was nice. We had BLTs with fresh vegetables. That was good. Fresh tomatoes. Nothing beats just a good homegrown tomato. I just love homegrown tomatoes. I really, really do. So that was good. 
And Friday, oh, Friday, I uh, got to hang out with my dad for a little bit. Uh, my sister, he, he stays with my sister six months out of the year and lives down in Florida six out, months out of the year. So my sister and husband went to go visit my nephew in Massachusetts. And she has a new puppy, a new yellow lab puppy, service dog. She uh, trains service dogs, and he stayed behind with uh, my dad. So I went to kind of help out with the puppy, and we ordered uh, pizza. And when you order pizza with my dad, you order pizza. We got this big combo thing. And, man, was that good. Two slices of that, and I was done. And I took the leftovers home uh, to the house. Uh, I spent uh, the evening with my son. And the next morning when I went back to the car, the car smelled like that pizza. And it was the weirdest thing. It was just that overpowering. Just a lot of onions, peppers. I mean, basically, you name it. uh, You name it for a pizza topping. This pizza had it. The no pineapple though, no pineapple though. Pineapple may have gone well with that. Looking back on it, anywho. So I did that. Then we, when I got home Friday, my son had never seen The Hangover before, and I had only seen it once. I heard a recent review of it of with these guys that actually went back and watched it again and they didn't like it so much they didn't like it so much uh the second time around but i really liked it the second time around the hangover to me it still stays true to uh just being funny and comedies you can't study comedies that much like you know, wonder if how things happened and, well, that doesn't happen in real life, that type of thing. You just have to take comedies for what they are. And The Hangover is just that. It, it, it's funny, but you can't look into it too deeply. It's not really a gu- guilty pleasure because it actually does have some good acting and writing in it, I think, I believe. So welcome, Alan. Good to see you in the live studio. Not a very active room at the moment, but that's okay. I'm just kind of being a blubbering idiot talking about the last few days. I'm getting getting into a lot of self-loathing here tonight, which towards as I get going, though, I'll sound a little bit more upbeat. So anyway, this Friday, my son and I are going to watch The Hangover Part 2, which I refused to watch when it came out because I'm like, you, you can't duplicate that. You can't duplicate the same guys going out and having a similar experience. I mean, but I'll watch it. I'll watch it. And you know what? I'll probably watch the third one. I guess they get worse as they go along, as sequels tend to do. It's hard. It's hard. It's difficult to think of a sequel that was actually better than the first movie. I mean, Rocky Two is good, but Rocky Two is at best comparable to Rocky 1. I'd say the first Rocky's probably better. Then each, I've said this many times before, each Rocky movie gradually just gets worse to the point where three I actually like, four I don't so much, though I can understand the appeal to a degree, 
and then five and however many they have after that. Not very good. Not very good. Uh, but that's my opinion. I welcome yours. As I sit here, drink my fizzy water. Uh, Alan, you down at the boat? Um, Alan sometimes stays on his boat. Um, so that was Friday. Saturday was a busy day. Um, so I woke up in the morning and I did some exercising and then I, I guess it was the day before I contacted my Zumba sensei and I'm like, Zumba sensei, should we get to, can we get together Saturday morning and go over some stuff? And, um, uh, she was like, sure, sure, absolutely. So we get together in the park and I had some songs in mind that I know she did that I'd like to learn the routines of. So uh, the song by Rihanna, Rude Boy, has a really good salsa thing that goes along with it. And she adds her own little twist to it. So if you see it on YouTube, uh, she doesn't do it exactly like that. It's similar. Hey, Lady Me, Virginia, a.k.a. Lady Me, entered the live studio. Mike, Tampa Bay. Okay, the room's getting active again. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Mike from Tampa Bay. Mike, Tampa Bay. Yeah. I have the call in off uh, at the moment, but I'll turn the call in on here in a little bit. I promise. I promise. So anyway, we're uh, Zumba Sensei and I are... Uh, she's showing me the routine to uh, this Rude Boy Rihanna song, the salsa. Uh, Rude Boy, da, 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 da. maybe I should play that so you guys can hear it. I think I can play, can I play like one minute of a song and not have the copyright police on my ass? I mean, I believe I can. I believe I can. Uh, welcome, Chris, to the live studio. As long as you don't publish. See, that's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. You can do live music as long as you're doing it live and you don't publish it. But I thought you could also play a song for just like 30 seconds and not get get uh, get in trouble. Maybe you can. I could be I could be wrong on that. I, I could be wrong on that. Uh, yeah, you can play the whole song and they'll publish. And I've done radio, I've done music shows here before where, where I'm just listening to albums and I play the whole thing, uh, talking between uh, uh, sides, if you will. Uh, but I don't publish. But uh, this episode I might actually publish. So, okay, I probably won't do it. I, I probably won't play it. Yeah. If you give credit, credit to the original writer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, anywho... Um, I won't play it just for now. Thank you for sharing the live show, Lady Me. So anyway, uh, she does the salsa routine to Rude Boy, and I have it. I think I have it down pretty well. So she's like, "All right, um, you get up and teach it," and I'm like, "All right, I'm going to teach this damn song." Here we go. So. I start doing it. Then there's this little hip wiggle thing that you have to do. And I think I'm doing it. And she's like, uh, no, no, you're not doing it. And then she slapped me up the head, called me a piss and said, wiggle your hips, you loser. No, she didn't do that really. Uh, but, 
but it does get back to what I was talking about last week, our white guy inhibitions that somehow are ingrained in us prevent us from wiggling our hips and moving in ways that somehow we can may consider feminine. Even I mean, even if you think you don't have those inhibitions, it's like you can't help it. So I'm still kind of working on that. So I am getting to the point now. I may share it on Instagram. I'll do that song and just share it on Instagram. And if Instagram wants to take it down, they can. But I'll at least do the part where the the hip wiggle comes in. And you can tell me if I wiggle my hips properly. Yep. Uh, let's see. Mike from Tampa Bay. We all have both feminine and masculine qualities, but each sex has a dominant. Yeah, and that's true. That's true. And then when you're dealing with our like Generation X, which is my generation, it's just like the worst thing you could be called as a kid growing up, which was completely, I mean, you know, was somehow being called a girl or gay. And it's just like, obviously, with me, as I got over it, like as I got older, I got over that type of thing. And we don't joke like we used to. But I mean, it was just like a horrible. We took it really, really hard if we were somehow called feminine or just not masculine in some way. Somehow, if you're not a man, it just is just the most horrible thing in the world. So, I mean, that's really the culture I grew up with. And I've spent probably a good portion of my life thinking, well, I'm over that. I don't care what people think about me. If people think I'm gay, that so be it. I don't care, whatever. And I certainly don't judge, judge anyone uh, that is a consenting adult with the lifestyle that they choose. I mean, I don't even really have to defend myself more than that. But when it gets into like doing, say, Zumba, it's interesting how somehow those subconscious, uh, your subconscious is just ingrained uh, somehow with all that, you know, garbage that you took in from you know, kids on the playground or your parents or whomever. Um, uh, it, it just, uh, it's weird. It's hard to get over that mental block, even though someone like myself, I believe I'm over it. Definitely. You ever thought about those that claim you are okay or something disparaging is a very thing in which they are in fear for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's just, um, you know, it's, I have found that by and large, I mean, I still, my kids go to the same high school that I went to and kids, uh, are more open about their sexuality and uh, preferences, identity, uh, what have you. And it's just not that big of a deal. Um, uh, Though back in the 80s, at the same high school, it would have been a huge deal. It would have been a huge deal if uh, kids were as open as they are today. So, I mean, I do believe we're moving in the right direction uh, with that, certainly. Stupid talk to tech. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can't do the talk to text. I always mess up. It doesn't recognize my uh, voice very well. Uh, hold on a second. I'm messing things up here. Okay. 
Anywho. Uh, oh, my buddy Alan left. That's okay. All right. I'll turn the call-in thing. If anyone wants to call in, feel free. You don't have to. I don't have a heck of a lot planned for tonight. I am a little bit down the dumps. If, uh, Hi was here earlier and heard my spiel about this time of year is rough for me. It shouldn't be, but it is. Um, and I had one of those days today. And um, I do expect to get over it soon. You can talk to Tex, but not while on a call. Okay. Hey, Spirit of God entered. Exactly. Now, it's just a time of the year. It's nothing happened in specific. I mean, other than nothing happened specifically, that is. Uh, it's just every little thing. I think it has a lot to do with just the transitions that happen uh, this time of year, whether it be the weather, the uh, kids going back to school. I was a public school teacher for many, many years. So I always have that kind of angst still uh, kind of built up inside me. I now, I still work at a school, but it's a private school that is year round. So, which actually works better for me. Uh, but still that kind of, there's just something about this time of the year that uh, I just feel off and uh, every little thing that could go wrong uh, seems astronomical. So everyday stressors that happen to all of us just seem big, big. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing the live show. Rounding third, enter the live studio. And uh, it's a uh, private school out in the woods. It's like a wilderness school. Yeah. Yeah. And um lady me if you want to call in it's fine uh anyway i was talking about saturday so i had to end the zumba session quicker than i wanted to because i had a gig that i had to go to in the backwoods of uh waldo county maine it was a wedding and uh rounding third made an appearance i saw rounding third two weekends in a row that's good, Mike, from Tampa Bay. That's good. I hope she does well there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and rounding third won't let me take a picture of him. I, I He's like, he gets really mad at me when I try to do that, that rounding third. He doesn't like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have, I have found that if you can find a good prior, I mean, I have been a public school advocate for years, then I got burned out. I see the downsides. I see how they can benefit some kids. But for many kids, uh, we all know that kids learn better in smaller groups settings. But yet class sizes tend to increase because schools try to save money. Uh, private schools, you can get kids into smaller group settings and they learn the, Private schools are more apt to uh, cater to your child's learning style than a public school will because public schools have to meet standards, mandates, blah, blah, blah. It's bureaucratic. And yeah, yeah, I'm glad I'm out of it. I want to see it work. Both my kids go to public school. I desperately do want public schools to work. I'll send you a pic, says Rounding Third. Laugh. If you send me a pic, it's going on Twitter. I'll tell you what, Rounding Third. Yep, yep, it will. Welcome, wrap it up, and welcome, Big G. Yeah, 
Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. My kids are going to private school. Wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it benefits a lot of kids. That's for sure. All right. I think Mike's trying to call in. Let's see if he's here. Oh, if you are trying to call in, feel free, uh, Mike from Tampa Bay. Hey, Father Brian, welcome to the house. All right. Some, all right. How you doing, Mike? Hey, good. Sorry, I had to turn off my... How you doing, sir? Bye. Good. How are you doing? Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can barely hear you. Can you turn, you turn it up a little bit? Oh. Actually, I got to hang up. I've got the wrong headset in. My bad. Call you right back. Oh, Mike, I'm sorry. We can't hear you, bud. We can't yeah, hear I you got back. the wrong headset in. I'll call you right back. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. Gosh darn Podbean. It's like I get all excited when people call in that I can't hear them. Yeah, he'll call back. Okay, cool. Cool. I think I've heard Mike from Tampa Bay's voice before, and I think it actually sounds pretty good. Pretty good. So this is good. I like it when I like it. Sorry, I had the wrong headset. Give me a second. Oh yeah, take your time. Take your time. This is I have two hours. We're only in the first half hour. Uh, Father Brian, welcome. Whoop, whoop. All right. Uh, hope everyone's doing okay. It's uh, I'm starting to feel a little better. Uh, the band played, uh, my other band played Saturday night with Rounding Third there. Stout came up, sang a few songs, and holy cow, was that fun. The energy was there. The sound quality was good. Just a really good, man, did I have fun doing that. I had fun singing. I had fun playing bass. I was like, damn, it's like, and I get to do it two more times this weekend. On Saturday night, I get to play a fish fry. That's right, a fish fry. And Sunday, because it's Labor Day weekend, I'm playing another pig roast. Yes, I, yes, I am. And the pig roast on Sunday, I played at before, and it's fun. It's fun. It's, uh, I am enjoying playing music again. Yeah. Yeah. The setting was amazing. Rounding third. You got to man. It's just like backwoods. You got to drive like uh, maybe a half a mile to get to this place that's down by the river. And yes, there are plenty of vans there because there are people camping out. Uh, There was a bar there. Uh, All you can drink bar. All you had to do is tip the bartender. I don't drink. But for the people that do, that was uh, really good. They built the stage for the band many, many years ago. They had a big tent there with enough food to like, uh, hey, Chris Unplugged, welcome. Thanks for coming in, bud. And uh, yeah, big, t- I mean, enough food to, f- to feed like four armies. And it was a, a wedding reception for a couple that had been together for 30 years, but uh, just decided to get married, which is kind of sweet. Uh, very sweet. It's always great when people get married. I I think. I think I got married once. Uh, yeah, so that was fun. And the power, the power that we, the band was powered by a generator, and it worked. I mean, we just set everything up, no buzzing, no feedback. It just worked. It was amazing. And Stout came up, and Stout really got the crowd going. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Lauren, welcome to the live studio. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, Father Brian, I've been listening to your published show lately. Looks like you got quite a bit going on with uh, you, you're getting some advertisements in there and uh, all that kind of stuff. I, it's good to see. All right. I think Mike from Tampa Bay is back. 
Hey, Mike, better headset? I think so. I don't know. Can... Yeah, I can hear you now. Mm-hmm. You can hear me meow? I can hear you now. Yeah. yeah. So what's going meow. on, sir? Oh, not much. Uh, not much, really. Not Just much. chilling. Uh, you said uh, you do private school or like you teach at a private school? Yeah, I do. I don't really publicize it that much. No, uh, no, I'm not. I, yeah, I don't, I don't want details, but I'm just, yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah. just didn't know if, like, the contrast with the public and private schools and, like, the learning and stuff, it's obviously quite different. You said it's more tailored towards their individual strengths or something, you said? I have found that you can, yeah, you can get away with, you're not tied to, uh, learning standards because you don't receive uh, private schools do not receive state or federal funding. So you have more leeway to uh, teach the way you want to teach. If that makes oh, sense. You're not beholden to a, to a third party in a sense in which it can influence your, you know, exactly. your teaching or your way of teaching. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And also it's less stress because a lot of times you're dealing with kids who didn't have success in the public school whose parents switched them to the private school and they can see the results, the positive results immediately. So that stress all of a sudden just kind of goes away. And once the kids discover they can actually learn, uh, that in itself is its own motivator. Uh, It's like, wow, I can learn. It's actually kind of fun. There's activities I like to do. I'm in with a group of kids that I can relate to. And uh, yeah. And one thing we know as educators is that kids learn better uh, with either one-on-one attention or in small groups. They're not going to learn if they're 16 years old and they're not going to learn well if they're 16 years old and they're thrown in a classroom with 25 other kids. It's just, it doesn't work. Like Phil, like yeah. it's not personal or they're not speaking to them in a sense they get drowned out in a sense they're not exactly really, exactly you know, tuning uh, in i guess you can call it right it's uh one third of those 25 kids will do well uh, that's what the statistics show and then another third will might do okay and then one third uh, the the nope. bottom third are just going to do miserable <laughs> you know yeah i didn't do too yeah. well and elementary in the beginning, I was always either fighting or, you know, I was just kind of a rowdy kid. You know, and, uh, there were, you know, issues that stemmed on from early on in childhood where, you know, my brother was always in jail or the cops came over. It was just, you know, it kind of played a role, but they had, you know, put me on some classes and got me back on track. But you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of cool or unique when you look at those types of issues you can have in life and then how it, you know, affects things later on in life, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. And so you made it through school, even with with those (laughs) experiences. I'm not going to lie. This is not a joke, but I failed the second grade because I threw my desk at the teacher. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I was. um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't I don't know. The aggression came out. It was a a side effect of and not knowing how to. Uh, properly self-soothe or, or to, you know, deal with that kind of mm-hmm. anger properly, I guess. Well, and what we're finding, what we know now, it's uh, a lot of that aggression is a result of trauma at home, personal trauma at home. And uh, right. uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. So, but you, wow. But you made it through elementary school and graduated from high school. Yeah. Yeah. Graduated from high school. Um, I think it was mostly, I mean, my dad was a tugboat operator for 26 years, Tampa Bay pilots. And he, um, um, was, uh, you know, out on the ocean out, you know, out on the tug for like six months out of the year sometime. I I think maybe it was like an abandonment or whatever, you know? Right. Yeah. And I live, actually, I I live in a town where there's two tugboats in the harbor right now. Belfast, Maine is known for its two tugboats that have been here forever. Belfast? I've I've known of tug, I've known of tugboat operators that are out, have been out, are what you just described with your dad, out out on the sea for six months. Yeah, he had ocean going tug. He had had like an ocean going tug most of the time. And I guess the time out there, you're, you're alone with the thoughts kind of thing. And, and I guess if you have things that are unresolved, you kind of self-medicate, you know, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when you're maybe he goes out drinking at the bars when he's you know not on the boat, he didn't do it while he was, you know, operating it, obviously. But uh, it was just uh, unique, you know, to kind of look back in hindsight, you know, right. the cause and effect and that ultimately it's, you know, un. You know, it's an issue that we just didn't, you know, handle and just left unattended. It you know, will fe- we'll fester and grow into something more, you know. But, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I I uh, took a eighth grade class to a veterans panel. Uh, this wasn't that long ago, maybe three years ago. But the panel that I said on the panels were uh, – groups of four students would interview a war veteran. And the panel I sat on was uh, interviewing a 95-year-old World War II veteran. Uh, Still very articulate and very emotional. But he was part of the Doomsday invasion. And... uh, he described the, uh, he was nineteen Normandy? at or, yeah, Normandy. Yep, yep. Oh, at, he he described what he described was when he got off one of those amphibious boats was just all the blood, all the blood that I mean, just the water was just completely red with blood. My God, and yeah, and can you imagine being nineteen years old and seeing that? No, I heard a couple psychologists and doctors talk about the smell of blood and what it does to us in wartime, like the actual scent of blood, especially, you know, when someone's murdered, the, it does something to you psychologically. It's, it does something to the, I don't know if it's the, you know, the neuro pathway. I don't know what it was, but I know it affects the mind because the scent triggers something in the, in the fight or flight response area, I guess. And then. It's right. kind of cool. I'm not cool, but it's kind of crazy, it's in- I guess. It's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, so. Wow. As he Sorry, a fish just jumped back- up and almost jumped up on the ledge here on the seawall. Oh, reef. cool. Cool. That's really kind of creepy, cool. man. A fish almost trying to jump out of water. Awesome. Awesome. So you're outside there. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, he came back from the war, you know, a mess. And had PTSD, but didn't know what it was. The one job he took that he did for 50 years, maybe I'm exaggerating there, was he was a milk delivery guy. Uh, so he would get milk. Uh, he'd drive a tanker truck and 
go to farms and fill it up with milk. And he was always by himself. And that's how he dealt with that was just extreme isolation. But he's telling the story, this 95 year old man choking back tears. And it's like, Jesus, you poor bastard. I just like, I can't. Wow. Yeah. 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 But it's just, uh, I don't know. We're talking about trauma and PTSD and it's just like what it can do to us. It's, uh, it's yeah. Yeah. It's damaging. It's just like a drug addiction, how it can like, um, oversensitize the pleasure centers of your brain in which, you know, it takes over all other primal instincts, you know, food, shelter and bills and money. It, it takes first place. You know, it's, it's needs to be, you know, satisfied, I guess. And it, you know, when those areas take priority, it takes over. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. it's unique, yeah. but you know, above all the addictions, the worst one, that does the most damage to the brain. I was doing some, a lot of reading on it. It's uh, cause we, we had to, um, it is sex addiction, like sex pornography addiction? or if yes, yeah, really? sex addiction. And like what it does, it's not like, you know, jerking off and whatever, like normal, normal people, but it's kind of like when it takes control where you do it, where you just can't stop it. In a sense, you have no control. You can't, decide to stop at one point you literally oh, wow. got to go and it's a really per, obviously a personal issue and, and it's really and it's the most quiet one no one talks about it think about <laughs> it you know rounding third just said i'm doing it right now it's like rounding third oh jeez. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, so that's interesting. It's, I, I got to read yeah, up on that. Uh, yeah, uh, sex addiction. How it, I mean, because it goes to our instincts to, to mate, you know, to uh, be with that intimate person. But if it, it takes on a life of its own with you or me or, you know what I mean, like on the individual, then it, it becomes self-consuming in a sense. And your mind is, is it's, you have to do it. It's just, you can't, it's, it's crazy, bro. It really is. I see what it does that's interesting. and it's that's silent interesting. and people go to their deathbed with that stuff. Yeah. That's bad. That's bad. I don't know if I want to have a sex addiction. Jeez. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's where you like, you can't stop. Like if you're just like you, if you can't resist it in a sense, like, you know, jerking off and turn on whatever that's normal, but if it becomes where you're lying about it and, and it, and, and you know, you're not telling the wife and it, your relationships are all messing up and, but you can't stop but you can't talk about it cause it's too embarrassing for you. And you know, and it just, it can take over lives, ruin relationships. Uh, uh, it manifests to other areas of your life. And it's just, it's, it's, it's insane. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Especially when you have affairs and all that. Uh, yeah. All that other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I had a woman one time, I think I read it on social, a woman friend of mine, she said it on social media that she equated, her husband watching porn as cheating on her. And I thought to myself, really? I don't know if I'd consider that cheating. That seems uh, stretching the limits. I mean, isn't it? Well, I guess maybe they meant. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I just, uh, I'll tell you in a second, uh, Chris Unplugged. Um, I, yeah, I mean, she, her husband, who is a good guy, uh, 
would never I, well i don't know maybe he maybe he does watch porn i don't know but it, it, i mean he seems like the type that probably wouldn't if his wife asked him not to but i don't see <laughs> i don't see a guy in a happy marriage watching porn on occasion as uh, cheating on his wife i mean to me it's just like he's exploring some sort of fantasy that's really not even real and maybe it's kind of healthy right. uh, to watch that uh, that kind of thing. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, it was just an interesting yeah, concept. Mean, but. It is, but I think it's, I think maybe I guess the the word cheating gets thrown around as you know like a loose thing or something. But it's I guess maybe possibly they meant like that you find satisfaction no longer in your mate, but in other things to get you aroused. So they no longer arouse you or make you, if you're not happy or satisfied with your, with your, with your lover, then, you know, you no longer, you know, intimately, you know, find them attractive in a sense. You know what I mean? Like you have to watch porn in order to have sex with your girl. Then maybe she feels like she's not pretty enough and that you're in a sense cheating with her what's watching porno and that's the only thing that you find attractive maybe i mean that's a thought that is a thought yeah possibly yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah but it's just yeah. bring her into it man you know or if not then go, yeah. you know, make her do those things i don't know <laughs> yeah well that's i mean you you can get some ideas from watching some of it some of it i suppose i don't know I mean, of course, I'm at the age now. Where does shit I mean, is sex swings? I just, I wouldn't be able to do this, the swings and shit, man. It's just, that's just, come on. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It's just too strange. Just, and, uh, it takes way too much to the beach, make it hot or something. Yeah, just yeah. go to the beach, go somewhere where it's just, you know, instead of the bed, go out, you know, I don't know, on the beach. Where no one else is around, apparently. Yeah, you can go to the beach or just like a, a public restroom or or yes, like right on top of the toilets right? after there's a big turd because the toilet's clogged, man. <laughs> oh, uh, now I can't. Uh, ugh, man. Yeah. Uh, hey, I need somebody else in the call room so they can read from the chitty chat room. I, I see a lot of things going on with the chitty chat room. And, uh, I can't. I, yeah. Uh, maybe I'm not pretty enough. I'm seeing that. I got to scroll back up. Uh, yeah, I was talking about the chicken barbecue earlier, uh, Chris Unplugged. Uh, we have a lot of chicken barbecues in Maine during the summertime. Do you have chicken barbecues in uh, Virginia uh, during the summertime? Because uh, I, I try to at least have one. I just, uh, I did, yeah, yeah. How's everyone's having a... Hey, Coltrane. I don't know if Coltrane's been in here. I've seen Coltrane in other shows before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks for liking the show, Lady Me. Mike muted himself after he uh, made that comment. Hey, well, all I just right. don't want the, Here we go. No, I just, I just don't want the sea breeze off the bay blowing into the microphone, but I kind of walked towards the house a little bit. So. I see. There we go. Yeah, welcome. Uh, we got Lady Me in the studio. Lady Me might read from the chitty chat room. So, uh, do you live? Do you actually live in Tampa Bay, or do you live like outside of it, like in St. Pete or yeah. somewhere? Like, no, I'm yeah. actually in St. Pete. Yeah, oh, definitely. That's my hometown, St. Pete. Tampa oh, cool. Bay consists of like it's three metropolitan, the large three metropolitan areas. It's like Clearwater, St. Pete, and Tampa. Right. Yeah, I know so it well. My yeah. dad. My dad winters in uh, Tarpon Springs, and my mother winters Sponge in Sponge Docks. 
Yeah, the sponge docks. I've been to those sponge docks. And uh, my mother winters in Zephyr Hills, uh, as half the state of Maine does. Oh, Zephyr Hills? Zephyr Hills, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of water from there. Yeah, there's there's not much in Zephyr Hills. It's just trailer park after trailer park of retirees. And uh, when the flea market day happens in Wesley Chapel on Tuesdays, uh, you can't go anywhere because traffic is backed up forever. Uh, Wesley Chapel. Wesley Chapel. Yeah. That's where I'm hearing at the commercial. Wesley Chapel Toyota. Come and get your Wesley Toyota Honda Accord today. Yeah, yeah. So is it hotter than hell right now in St. Pete? Is it, uh, it, it, hell's pretty hot. I don't know. It's 87 right now with a mostly cloudy. It feels like 95 right now. And humidity is 71%. And we have a west-south wind at 12 miles an hour. Hey, that's good. Hey, do you you have your own podcast? Is that right? What's a podcast? Uh, yes, uh, I do. I'm sorry. I'm gonna spoil uh, it. Uh, what What's your podcast? I mean, you have a good you have a good broadcast voice. What's your uh, podcast? What's your podcast? About? I, mean, I can have a good voice, but it's just gotta you know. Um, I do it once a week um, on Tuesday. I did it today. It's called Boundaries. Just uh, you know, uh, getting details on defining who we are and letting people see our like property line, you know, so that they don't walk all over us or know our, uh, it's basically it's, it's, we read from the book, um, boundaries, um, when to say yes and how to say no. I like see. it's like, it's hard to say no. Cause it, you know, counts as a negative and it, and it negates a positive and they just, people take no's wrong in a certain way and can affect relationships. So, yeah. Oh, cool. 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 Coltrane just said, it's a good show. Great. Great uh, content. So I, I'm taking it. Cold train. Train. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, he's just he's a this guy here is an artist. He's like really good at music and stuff. He's just a good dude uh, overall. I mean, pretty much everyone is on Podbeam here. Actually, everyone is. People that are still on Podbeam, that are hanging in there, are still good people. I mean, it's just you know we all oh, have yeah. talents and stuff, and you know it's yeah, just how you absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a group of unique people like Father Brian's an actual marijuana priest. Uh, uh, <laughs> what? I thought yeah, a marijuana he priest. Yeah, he's a priest of marijuana. I've never he's heard a, of that. Yeah, yeah. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. He is. He actually showed me his. Thou uh, shall not smoke without a puff. Yeah, he actually he, he showed me. He sent me. Uh, Via my uh, Twitter DM, he has a card that he's a uh, he's a priest of Buddhism too, which is kind of cool. cannibalism. Oh, cannib- uh, no, 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 Buddhism, Buddhism. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, cannibalism. He, he cannibalism. Oh, he said can, can, I can't read <laughs> cannibalism. <laughs> cannibalism. Cannibalism. Yeah, can, I can see cannabis. how you read that. As, <laughs> I can see how you read that as cannibalism. Yeah, he eats people. He's the priest of eating people. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding, Father Brian. Um, yeah, so you have him uh, rounding third. I'm not sure. Rounding third's just rounding third. Uh, Lady Me's yeah, on still, vacation. He's made it home. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's made it home. He's yeah, I yeah. I wonder if he's rounded third. Has he made it home yet? Uh, Chris Unplugged is a wicked good DJ, a really good DJ. I agree. That's one of the few that that really like when they do that music show. When he, when he does his music show, he's like really good at 
you know, calling everyone that comes out. Like when you once once you first enter the the uh, show, you like, "What's up, so and so?" It's just I don't know. It feels like a like a, a real club, like but it's a podcast. But it does kind of cool, yeah. man. It yeah, is cool. Yeah, I, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I I wish I had that. I well, the thing is, I don't. Makes know. you want to go to a damn club. But that's what it does. I don't know. I don't do a very good job playing club music. Uh, somehow, like Chris Unplugged and uh, some other people on here can find really good remixes of songs and they can buy. They, that's they the can, key. That's just it. Yep. And they can combine it with reggae beats and, and just different world. Yes. Beats and, it's and like, they play it at the right time. He plays it like shit at the right time. Like it like it transitions into, you know, it changes the mood right away. And then it. And he, you know, raises it up or goes down. It's, I don't know, man. I wish I could be able to do that, but you got to have some talent to be able to do that stuff, man. Yeah, you got to have you know, yeah. an ear for music. Yeah. See, I play music. Um, I play in, uh, in fact, I've been really busy playing in a cover band lately. And I'm really not that good. But what I can do is I can uh, act goofy. So I cover up my mistakes just by acting goofy all the time, and it seems to work. It seems Can you to work. clarify cover band? I n- never really thought about it, what it means. What, what's a cover band as opposed to a band? Like uh, We go up. We don't play our own songs. We play, we play other bands' songs. Uh, so, yeah. So we, yeah. Uh, so cover. Okay. So, yeah, that's what that means. Yeah. Yeah, do, I mean, do you are, are you a vocal or or do you play or like an instrument? I play I play primarily bass, uh, and I do bass. a lot of background vocals. And I typically you'll find me singing about five to eight songs. Yeah, lead vocal. Bass. Yeah, but actually, I'm getting really good at bass. I'm 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 getting. I am. I will say that I am. As I get older, I'm getting to be a better bass player. I'll say that. I used to feel left out because I really wanted to play guitar, but now I'm because guitar players get more attention. But now I'm getting a lot of attention just playing bass. So I have some a crappy guitar, and I sound like. I don't know, a squirrel with rabies trying to play bluegrass. I don't know. It just it sounds like scary. It's almost like a squirrel, with, a squirrel yes. with rabies playing bluegrass. Go get a squirrel, give it a guitar, it, give it rabies, and make it play bluegrass and see how shitty it sounds or ungodly, and then you'll kind of know what how I, I sound. I say I'm not gonna. I don't think I'm gonna give yeah, the squirrel. Do I'm not gonna give the squirrel rabies. What I'm gonna do is just go out and find a rabid squirrel, so that way I can skip that. There step. you go. Make sure you feed it first before you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. That's not a bad idea. That's one of the. Better hey, ideas. I'm gonna go catch a squirrel with rabies today. I'll be back. <laughs> Tune in. Yeah. As I report live from the hospital. Exactly right. That's uh, so cool. Um. All right, wifey just came in the studio. Jeez, I don't know if I might cut this show to. How long's your show? Do you keep it a two hour? Is your show a two hour? No, show? I I um, aim for forty five. Then we go to a one hour, and then uh, you know we I usually read faster, or I'll just uh, summarize each page and kind of I just see. fly through it. But you know we take questions, but you know, uh, mm, yeah. just a. Uh, I think it's a healthy one for me. Like, um, you know, I can do all, all kinds, but I just, you know, wanted to do one that maybe could benefit others too, in a sense. 
Yeah, that's good for you. Yeah, so you actually have a plan and a topic when you go into your shows, which is good. Uh, it Everyone. terrifies me to do it, to be honest. I, I'm terrified to speak in public, but I you know, faced that not too long ago, and it's kind of liberating, I guess. You know, all that fear for so long of you know, socializing and all this and that, and then lo and behold, it's just been a big-ass lie, but it's all good. We all have those moments where we got to face that mountain. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Red and Third said, don't copy anyone, do your own shit. And I tend to agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, exactly. it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I do listen to other podcasts and I, what I have discovered is I admire what, uh, many, many podcasters do. But what I really, listen for uh, especially the Podbean shows is how they interact with the live room and how it's they real. just generally speak uh, the fluidity of how they speak uh, what it's I try like, to work it, it's that's what got me into like really drawn in it's like they're like saying hi how are you Mike or you know they're you know at least acknowledging questions or just at least saying hi it makes you feel like you're a part of the conversation not just listening right Right. Hey, Lady Me, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing well. You are on. You're on vacation. Are you floating in the river? Are you floating on the river in your inner tube thing? <laughs> I was. I was, but I'm out now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Cool. That's really cool. Doing? I feel. I'm doing okay. Um, I started the show talking about how down the dumps I am, but I knew as I does. Yeah. It does. Um, I I knew as the show uh, got going, I would feel better, and I do. I do. Good. Yeah. Good, yeah. good. Good. How are you, Mike? I am oh, terribly great. How are you? There you um, go. Coltrane, okay. quit saying that, man. Lady me, tell him to what? quit bashing himself. Coltrane, he's, he's he's dishing himself. Um, Alabama. But I'm I'm doing well. Behave, Alabama. I'm doing good. Uh, I just good. How's the baby girl? Good, very good. Um, I'm getting worried because she's growing up too fast on me, and um, I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm <Okay>. not ready. <laughs> ready or not, baby, they're coming. They, they grow up too fast. I know. I guess it's like you. you there's not an instruction manual with uh, yeah, the not. kid, right? You know? So good. you're like. You talk with other parents, you know, and get, you know, they're just, hey, it's normal. There'll be phases and you must separate parent and friend. You know, you can't be just a friend. You got to be both. But, you know, you know, which which, that's how I've been. I I have fun. I mean, I like, you know, five-year-old, you know, it's fun. But then, you know, got to be a parent. So my my son just started his... (laughs) My son just had his last first day of school uh, yesterday. Uh, he's a senior in high school this year, and yesterday was his last first day of school. And he wouldn't let me take a picture of him, the little turkey. Uh, but, hmm. He's like, I don't want my Sounds kids like seeing my dad taking a picture of me. Yeah. Ah, you're embarrassing yeah, me. Good. Oh, yeah, God, exactly. not that stage. Yeah, he's, he's <sighs> 18. He, he's too cool to have his picture taken. But, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's. I used to hide in my uncle's car when he would take me to school. I would duck down as we went by the school because I didn't. Because my friends, some of my friends had really nice. Their parents had nice cars back then, 
and he had a Honda Accord '92, and and I don't know, I just didn't think it, you know, it, it wasn't a Bentley or a, or a Mercedes, so I just kind of hid and had him drop me off down the street. It was kind of stupid, but what well, was it a was it a was it a nice Honda Accord or was yeah, it, it was ninety, it was '93. The year was '93. I mean, the, the car was '92. It was 1993 when I was in elementary, I believe. Yeah, and um, so it was, a, it was a new car at that time, but it just it wasn't you know, friends had a Mercedes or BMWs or Land Rovers, and just you know they all wow. like identified with each other. I guess the kind of car they knew their parents had gave them uh, you know uh, credit. I guess you know it made them cooler because their parents had money or something. But needless to say, it didn't change the character of that person. It just you know, it's just a facade. That's interesting because that's different than the school experience I had. If you drove, if, if I mean, kids that would uh, be dropped off in a vehicle that was only one year old, they were considered rich. It didn't matter what kind of car it was. I mean, I mean, there's, you know, kids, I guess at that, at that age, it's just that we, you know, I guess identified each kid i mean it wasn't the sole reason but it just you know hey your parents are rich so you might have more cool stuff so you know i guess maybe it's just the instincts to fit in let's see i remember a kid in second grade uh it we always had show and tell so whatever kid was up there was show and tell that had something really same cool, here like, rain. So during show and tells, kids would get up there and show their new toys and whatever else. And there was one kid in class that would always say, "Oh yeah, I have that. Oh yeah, I have one of them. Oh yeah." Oh, I hated yeah. that so shit, he, man. Little brat. Yeah, he was the token. He was the token rich kid in the class, and he did indeed have all everything that we, <clears throat> that we had. Uh, he had, yeah. He was one of those guys. But, yeah. I'd usually get in a yeah. fight with rich kids. Their, their attitudes, man. I just, you know, I mean, I'm a, I was naturally a big kid, anyways. You know, but I just, I don't know. I just got into a lot of fights. Got into a lot of fights, yeah. And you threw desks at teachers. Wow. I know. Like, how violent is can I be in second grade and fail it? I literally failed second grade because I threw a desk. Oh, and I think it maybe also stemmed that my mother and father had a divorce at that time, too. And maybe oh, sure. I was acting out in reference to that. You know what I mean? It could have been a side effect. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Yeah. yeah. Did you have the same teacher again, or did you have a different second grade Um teacher? She was in the next hallway over. I, you know, she, I spoke to her. I don't remember what all was said, but I do remember me and her talking with one of the administrators in the, off, or in the office. And... Um, but uh, she was okay with it. She under she knew me. She knew that my you know things were going with my parents. But um, but you know it was an understanding moment, I guess. But yeah, you know, the damage was done, I guess, already. Rounding third just said we were. Uh, Rounding third grew up with me. We were all poor growing up, country living, bro. And he Rounding third's right. We were all poor, and we all tried to hide the fact that we were uh, from one another. Yep. But looking back on it, yeah, we were all. All of us were uh, didn't have. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't. Wasn't raised with money. Do you guys remember uh, Wish or uh, Sugar Bread or uh, Wish Sandwich? Where you, you took sugar and put it on the bread and you have so broke. I've, I, I've heard about that before. I've read books. Yeah. Of I mean, it was that every now and then. 
Yeah, we like, wish we had something to put in the ham, the the bread. So we just took sugar and spread it on there and ate it. It's kind of yeah, good. It kind of good. Now, kinda. see what I did, it, did. Did you have a toaster? You could have toasted the bread, put butter on yeah, it. Yeah, but the, toasting it, I guess, wouldn't allow the sugar to kind of soak in. We kind of like, I guess, we put some butter or something on there, or like we dampened it, kind of. I guess I don't I forgot how we did it, but we there was just sugar laying on top of the bread and it was ate it that way. Oh, not wow. toasted allowed it to get in i don't know you had to put hard butter. times then butter. yeah you get you, you it had butter. to have been yes i mean we sure. had no peanut butter at one time it was just jelly right and yeah. mm-hmm. it, i don't know what happened to the toaster i think i threw it no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, in a violent um, until i get older i heard i was i read one book uh of a someone that grew up poor and they used to make themselves Crisco sandwiches. They would take Crisco shortening and spread it on bread and ooh, God. Hey, I, hey, when, when you ain't got nothing else in the house, I mean, you think of all kinds of weird shit to put on your food just to make it different than, you know, just plain bread. Yeah. <laughs> nasty. Nasty. But uh, it did help me and others that were that had this, you know, that have had this in their, you know, when they're a kid, it helps you appreciate and value things a little more than, than some can that were maybe given it. You know, there's no value in a lot of those. They're just given stuff. Right. That I agree with. That I do agree with. Well, it's, yeah. Yeah, I do agree with that. And I think most people agree with that. How about you, Lady Me? Did you grow up eating sugar sandwiches? Um, Every so often we did. But, yeah, my dad used Yeah, we did. No lie. But you know what? Because I, I come from a Mexican side of the family, we had tortillas, we'd put butter, hmm. and then we would put um, cinnamon and sugar. Now, that sounds good. That sounds really that good. good. It was good. It was actually delicious. Oh, what I would do to grow up Mexican, I would love to have had that. <laughs> uh-huh. Right, Mike. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> I, is that okay to say? I think it is. Yeah, I think it's okay. But I mean, well, I, I mean, don't think uh, the to... intent. Yeah, I think it's, it's uh, everyone's um, contextualizes or, or how they the words come out or in which the, the way they express it really can determine its you know intent ultimately. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I, I would love to eat tortillas. With butter and uh, cinnamon and sugar on it too. That sounds good. Yeah. You had to, you had I mean, to fry I, them though. With you. you had to fry them. You have to fry them. It's not like just warming them up on like the the stove. Yeah. Like, like fry them. Yeah. Does anybody so, remember steakums? Oh, steakums are yeah. I used to eat those and like them. Those things are nasty. Oh. Are they still around now? I mean, I used to like. It took us seconds to cook them, and then we just man, it was just, so good, dude. Oh uh, no, Steakums. Yeah, greasy, what is it? Man, it was all. I guess yeah. it's just like a thinly sliced cow, cat, squirrel, and pig, and donkey. You know, into one patty, but you know, thinly yeah. sliced. I don't know what was in it, but it was good. Yeah, and if you thinly slice it and you fry it up, eh, I suppose anything's good, right? But yeah, you can buy those still, and you can also buy like the store, the grocery store brand. Uh, the cheaper versions, you know, the generic versions of steakums, and you really wonder what's in that. Like, well, I, I mean, I think it. if you fry a turd, that probably wouldn't be any better. I mean, a turd's uh, probably you know. the worst thing you can fry up. <laughs> Sorry, 
I'm kind of retarded or silly at times. You're cut off. No, you're cut off. Cut off already, Mike. No, no, we'll we'll let it pass. I I got a potty mouth. The yeah, you get the there's a potty mouth rule. Potty or one time. Potty potty mouth. No, you we you get three. You get three strikes with the potty Mm. mouth. Uh, Yeah, you get three strikes. Yeah, but I mean, if you say the c word, which uh, uh, Coca Cola, that'll, uh, that'll get you on. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you say the c word, that automatically gets you on the potty mouth list. Cuddling? Oh, yeah. oh, cuddling's the best one. But okay. Yeah, uh, cuddling. No, you can say cuddling all you want. I, I like that. <laughs> oh, I like cuddling. Country boy, yeah. country boy. That's it. Country boy. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. No, it's actually the show actually stays pretty clean for the most part. No, I will mm-hmm. say that Mike's been good, and you're always good, Lady Me. I, mm-hmm. you, you are. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Um. Uh, what? How is uh? Me- how is traditional Mexican food uh, different uh, than what we consider as Americans Mexican food? I mean. Are there actual nachos? Uh, I mean, or or nachos like a bastardization, uh, an American bastardization of uh, something that came from Mexico? Mm, I don't know. I was born here. I I'm not like the best person to ask for real, wicked. I see. I see. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I was. I, I don't know. Yep. I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 it's just uh, you're bringing up. The Did you say of, bastardization? Uh, yeah, bastardization. Like it's fatherless? Yeah. A fatherless food? <laughs> it's, fatherless, it's fatherless food. I think nachos might be fatherless food. It's like when you go to a Chinese restaurant. Nacho cheese. And, nacho cheese. It's like when you go to a Chinese restaurant and you get the, the uh, sweet and sour chicken, you know, those chicken fingers with like maraschino ch- cherries. That's not from. That's not from anywhere in China. That's a bastardization of uh, something. <laughs> I don't know what. It's probably more Hawaiian than it is anything else. Uh, I'll eat anything. Yeah. I will eat anything but yeah. candy corn. Well, I I'm know, but I mean, I just. By its image, haunted by yeah. its texture, and haunted oh, by yeah. its taste. Oh, yeah. Candy corn's terrible. Uh, way too sweet. Yeah, don't don't throw that up, Mike. Uh-huh. Ugh, candy corn. Yeah. No. Yep. But what I'm, I guess what I'm getting at is what we consider, especially where I live, as uh, food that comes from another country or uh, food that we might even see is exotic. I, I wonder... I always wonder if I'm eating the real deal. You know what I mean? I do think probably uh, most Thai restaurants I'm eating close to the real deal. But even that, I feel like I'm eating some sort of bastardization of... Uh, you use that um, word a lot. <laughs> a yeah, lot. It's, it works. I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's like farther, like you just said, fatherless food. Yeah. So nachos are fatherless food, we think, maybe. Uh, well, I mean, uh, I guess the, what's the best way to combat that? I guess make home food, you know, home cook, you know, original, you know, make your own, make, make your own make, food, I guess, in a sense. Yeah, make your yeah, own get the hamburger meat. Yeah, yeah, make your own. I've been to restaurant ages, man. Yeah. I love cooking, dude. 
Yeah, but I want to make like authentic. Uh, I want to make authentic Mexican food. I want to make authentic Greek. What's food. authentic? Well, well, yeah, what? exactly. What's authentic to you? Tell me. You know the, that comes right from the right from the country. Uh, from a right Greek from to an American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, there I you go. Uh, Make sure you put some Windex on there. I mean, I don't know. If yeah. No. No. I mean, I like. Uh, like. I want to be like uh, make something as if I'm eating at a restaurant in Greece or eating at a, a somebody's house in Mexico or uh, eating in a little uh, like a, a food stand in uh, Thailand. I mean, I, I yeah, you I, can be I, there I right that, now if you wanted to. I could. Just but all you got to do is have place. a yeah, the the imagination in a sense you can literally be sitting if you have an image of somewhere that you like in the world and you see it just imagine yourself there and you can be there if you really get into it right you'll be there at a moment's glance you'll be at italy yeah i I have an idea i have this idea i could do buy one of those virtual reality things and i could actually see myself walking down one of these streets going into a restaurant and there you go Oh, having shit. some guy teach me how to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If exactly. I have an entrepreneur mindset, you can, dude, you can sell that. You can create virtual reality uh, dining experiences um, and, and pay. And people will pay because of Corona, right? You can't travel. So get in touch with someone in Italy or wherever. And, uh, you know, if you guys think it's a good idea, run with it. I'm not going to do it. But, um, yeah. Yeah. That'd be a great idea. I mean, you if you get contacts that you know in different countries, and because of the virus, you can't travel. So, a virtual exactly. dining experience. A virtual hmm. dining experience. Yeah, I could do. They that. can ship the food, maybe, or you. They'll give you the recipe, and then just the experience virtually. Maybe they'll have a live cam there, where you can maybe pan around, and the camera can move while you're there. What? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, okay. I think that'd be a I great some idea. Ideas. Yeah. Uh, this is not Rock, happening. Go ahead and, yeah. Exactly. If you got the uh, capital I, I, or the means, go ahead and do it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, welcome, just Rob. I, I'm not doing very good with the chitty chat room tonight. I think people might be exclusive to Mexico. Uh, I think Pozole might be. People might be exclusive. Oh my God, that is like so racist. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I think people might be exclusive. Oh, so over that. I think Pozole might be exclusive to Mexico, and I think I'm probably pronouncing that word wrong. I'm not sure. Uh, What's up, Lou? How you doing? How you doing? What up, Lou Lou Rock? Yeah, good to see all kinds of people in here. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. All right. Uh, Okay. So, Mike, what is your plan for the rest of the week? Do you have a plan? Try to stay in trouble. Not not in trouble. Stay out of trouble, or just not get caught. One way or another, I'll you know, I always have fun in everything I do. I guess I being kind of smart ass a little bit. But no, I'm. Um, I have this weekend maybe a wedding video to edit because I already finished mine already. Now I just have a lot of ridiculous free time, so it's keep myself busy. I've been you know making calls to some friends and people I've met that uh, you know. Just need someone to talk to, so just kind of doing that. And sounds corny and all that, boring and blah blah blah. But you know, something I find important. No, it, it's never boring when you interact with people and you 
edit wedding videos. Uh, so, uh, so well, you, I mean, I just was in a dark place a long time ago and uh, homeless, suicidal. And I, when others are, you know, reaching out, I want to, you know, some people uh, weren't there for me at times. And then there was one that did and it made all the difference. And, and I value that. I mean, it's kind of saved my butt, you know, and, and uh, so since I found that as a saving grace, you know, I want to kind of do it. And, and it's, you know, not an effort I make. It's something I, I guess, love, you know, as corny as that may sound to some people. But it's we just do these things from, from what we like to do and love to do kind of thing. It's makes it effortless in a sense. So, yeah. Well, one thing that makes me many things make me feel better when I'm feeling down, but I it always makes me feel better when I just get out of the apartment and just do something. And maybe it's just something ordinary as like going to the store and just interacting with the cashier and just kind of <clears throat> making, knowing that you had an, ex uh, an exchange with someone that made them somehow feel better. And it can just be some pleasantries about talking about the weather, about how their day's going. It always makes me feel better if I just interact with somebody. Um, it does. It does. Uh, otherwise, you just are by yourself, kind of just moping around and uh, not really doing anything about it. Uh, but Not having a... That, yeah, I got you on that. And yeah, it's, it can drive you nuts sometimes. It does. It does. I mean... I can be introverted. Uh, uh, in fact, I am more introverted than I get those screwed up. But, what, what are the definitions of those again? And Coltrane, if you're serious, man, I don't know if you're joking, but um, I'd like to be able to talk to you, man, if you have time. <clears throat> but uh, what, like, what's an introvert or extrovert again? Like, intro introvert is uh, you like you like more time by yourself. Uh, Maybe shy, uh, typically shy, but you're just not, you know, you're inward. You just, you, know, you like uh, time by yourself where extroverted, you need to be around people to feel better. You have to be around people to feel better. Uh, so those are the people that tend oh. to be more outgoing, that type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Needing to fit in. Not, I got you. I mean, we all want to, right? We all want to be accepted by certain groups of people. And, you know, we just... You know, want to feel like, you know, people care kind of thing. And so you do things, maybe it's outside of your your comfort zone in a sense. But. Right. but, I mean, I've known people and I've even had girlfriends many years ago uh, where they have to go out every single night. You know, if, if they don't, they feel like they're missing out on something. And if uh, you don't feel the same way all of a sudden it becomes a problem in the relationship i sure as hell don't want to go out every night i mean i've never been the type of person that has liked to do that uh, so, well fear of anyway. abandonment you know and, and yeah. stuff like that like i've i've experienced all this stuff and it's it really is a dark place for a lot and it's hard to talk about so it stays silent and nobody knows what's inside because we put up those walls and it's so well defended. It's like nobody can tell because your defenses are so good. But, it, you know, we're afraid to let anybody in because we're hurt and we want to try to survive that hurt. So we don't want to let anybody in. So we are unable to heal, I guess, because our defenses are up. But inside the, the fort, you know, it's falling apart. But if you just had an outside helper, 
you know, it would be better and people genuinely want to help ultimately not to hurt, you know, uh, Coltrane just, uh, sharing a lot about himself, mental illness, attempted suicide. I'm an addict as well. This is what it is. I still get up every day and do the best I try. And there's a lot to be said for that. Just getting out of bed and trying. That's a big step doing that. Yeah, it is. Transparent. Yes, it is. It is. And it's it's good that people are open like that because I can't, for the most part, in fact, almost without exception, people don't judge if you've gone through uh, something as Coltrane just shared, I've had similar experiences my, myself. All of us could relate somehow. And he's right. Just getting out of bed in the morning and just trying is 80% of it right there. And as days go on, you'll forget that three days before you were feeling really, really crappy. That's how it works. You know me. what? I, I don't know if I, I probably just thought of this. We spend so much of our time either in the past while in the present or worrying in the future than in the present. A lot of times I'm never, I guess there's times where I never really found myself in the present where I'm not worried about what's going to happen. I just, I'm in the moment knowing what I'm doing and I'm not worried about the past because it's behind me now and it's irrelevant. I mean, if there's bridges I broke, I do my best to repair any of them. But uh, in the end, we all have to find that spot inside of us in the present and be okay with that. Even if we're not okay, we have to be okay with not being okay. We've all done that. We're either worried and that's the future. We're not here or we're in the past. Doubt and shame. And and it can paralyze you. And just talking about it processes it, gets it out of you. Literally, it takes it out of you if you can talk about it or writing it down takes it out and, on, and puts it on the paper and allows you to process it's my exactly experience. yeah uh somebody at work today said and i liked it he said one thing that he does when he's driving to work and uh, especially back from work if something is bothering him at every stop sign or every stoplight he goes to he leaves something at that stoplight. He leaves a, a negative thought at that stop sign or stoplight. He's like, I'm going to leave it here and come back to it later. And then if he dri- when he drives to work the next day at the same stop signs, he's like, okay, if it's relevant, I'll pick it, I'll pick it up again. But most of the time, it's not relevant to the way he's feeling and it actually works for him. And I thought, huh, that's interesting. That's a interesting way to cope with negative feelings, negative thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I have been unique and that's pretty cool actually to, yeah, you'd pull back up to next day and it like it left. It's like, okay, well, it's not here anymore. So it's like, I'll throw another one out there. Exactly. (laughs) It left. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. And I mean, I've had moments in my life, uh, where I felt so down that it's hard to put one foot in front of the other. And in those situations, I mean, I need a, a lot of help, uh, sometimes medical help, but also living life five minutes at a time. What do I need to do five minutes from now? And just focus on that. And that actually does 
help. I don't have to, I don't get into that mode very often, thank God. But in my, at my most extreme worst, in my most extreme worst mindset, that's what I have to do. Live life five minutes at a time. Hello, Coltrane. Yeah, Coltrane, you called in. How you doing, Coltrane? If you want to... Uh, profile the... picture looks kind of, kind of cool. Yeah. How you doing, Coltrane? Yeah, how, how are y'all doing? Doing good. Doing oh, that's good. a train. Thank you for... Yeah, yeah, that's Thank a train for... of likes. Yeah, smoke coming over on top of it. Yeah. That looks... Yeah, that's new. It looks looks pretty cool, actually. I thought it was like red, white, and blue, and it looked like... I don't know. It would look kind of cool, but... Huh. Cool. Yeah, that's bad. Cool. So how are you feeling uh, tonight, Coltrane? You feeling all right? Um, I mean, it's a daily thing. You know, I deal with depression. Uh, you know, I mean, you have good days and bad days, but it's it's sort of always there. You know, I mean, I always deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's all right. Yeah. And like myself, many of us do live uh, with depression. And uh, it's accepting the fact that that's uh, who you are. Oh my God, yes, it is. Yeah. In some is. ways, I look at it like, in maybe certain areas, maybe I'm on the right track because there's this quote I like that says, you know, with knowledge, knowledge brings loneliness. And even in the Bible, it says, you know, he who tries to seek his knowledge will also increase his, increaseth his sorrow. You know what I mean? I'm more self aware about a lot of things. And it's like I can't unknow a lot of stuff, you know, and it's. it's I don't know if that makes sense. It's not like I'm rambling or no, whatever. it does. No, is it kind of like um, not being able to change something that has happened? Not necessarily. And, and, and being able to. Not necessarily. I mean, that I'm sure that adds on to it. not necessarily something that happened that you can't change, as much as just being aware, like really being aware of things around you. Like I, I feel feelings real sensitively too. You know, like if I walk is it, in the, room, the environment. Yeah. So like the, your living environment's not like it kind of no, keeps you that way or no, no, not uh, my living. I mean, I can like walk around anywhere and just sort of pick up, you know, pick up stuff like that, like vibes or whatever. Right. No, not my living environment. So, Everything's good here. Um, but you, did you say you, you, you're like, you are homeless right now or no, no, you are suicidal? No, no, or, no, no, no. I'm not oh, okay. homeless now. No, 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 no. That's just uh, something okay. I've, was... I've dealt with before. And I'm not suicidal now. That's just something I've dealt with before. Yeah. I was a little bit younger before I learned with different, you know, I guess ways to deal with those emotions, you know, whether it's music, martial arts. Yeah. Or... Dude, it's the dark and lonely place when you're in that. And especially when hope is gone. And I've, a year and a half I was almost, and it's just, uh, damn, I mean, beat yourself up after, you know, you can punish yourself worse than anybody possibly could. And it's, I, I don't know, man. It was, it was a dark place. And, yeah. you know, I'm glad I never gave up in a sense because I, because I did, you know, but. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say, I mean, I'm not nowhere that, you know, like in a place like I was back, back then, you know. Um, yeah. But it's, I don't know, like. Kind of like. It's it's weird to say, but like I'll, you know, just, you know, like I'll, I'll look at things, how the world is or, or how people are or being around people. And it's like, it just, it makes me sad, you know what I mean? The way people do each other, the things I've done, 
um, stuff I can't take back, you know, like um, not being able to be there for my kids as much. Um, I do know that one thing that has helped me and I am forever grateful for and it continues to help is to spend time with my kids. Um, it's just just to listen to them, be around them, uh, hear what they're doing. That 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 helps me. I know what you mean, Coltrane. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. There's been times so I was in that place too where I didn't go see my or spend time with my kid because I was so overwhelmed with guilt and shame from the past that I punished myself by saying I didn't deserve you know something I didn't deserve her in a sense and I self sabotaged myself at times and. I, uh, you know, it was, it was a very, you know, dark place, I guess, where it, it can consume you and it just constantly eats I, away at you and it I just can, becomes I worse. can see where you're coming from. I mean, I had like, you know, serious bad decisions and, and bad choices. I had a temper when I was younger as well. Like I would give anything to be around my kids, but. You know, when you, you go through those sort of disputes and the court processes, you know, I mean, it's not necessarily. Oh, my God. Lou Rock, no, yes. I, I believe Lou Rock knows what I'm talking about. We've spoke about it before. Um, you know, one of the things I regret the most, though, was my two oldest kids. You know, they were old enough to see me going through it, you know, to understand either I wasn't doing well or, or I wasn't being myself. You know, and I, I really, you know. Does it make you. That, but it doesn't bother Feel me like you're not a good about. dad? Or do you know you're a good dad? Like, even though I you're believe, are, like, like, for, like my choices a, did that. I'm, I'm all about being real about stuff, you know, and I believe I always had the best intentions, but I believe, you know, that I failed at a lot as well, you know, but I don't mind being but real about it just in the sense of yeah. you know, to help somebody else. Yeah. And it's like, because uh, if no one hears that our vulnerability, right, like our past or the things we struggle with, you know, I'm going to think, you know, they can't relate, you know, they don't know what it's like, but like, you know, I, I, I know what you're, what you're saying, man, for real. It's a unique then, um, place when others haven't been there. Yeah. You know, and the one person I had was dad. See, when he passed, you know, and I felt like it was mainly me, that was when it went to like a, a, a downhill thing, you know, I almost never came back out of it. I mean, I'm glad I did and everything's getting better and sort of falling into uh, a routine, you know, but like um, I have to live with those choices I made and I have, you know, three beautiful daughters that I don't get to see, you know. Yeah. Like Lou Rock is saying down in there, he loves his kids and he's setting up their future uh, on his end and they don't see his struggle, but I don't give up for them. They are my backbone. Yeah. They're, what motivates you that's what gets you up in the morning that's what drives you and you know it, it's a struggle like but you're you're doing it out of love for your kids and that's just instinct and you know you're doing the best you can and that's all anybody can do your best is exactly. the best you exactly. know period no you can't measure up to anybody's standards like they're rich and they made this successful that's not you that's you know you're you and they're them and and we're all the same. We all, not one's better than the other. One's made right. decisions. The other one's made other ones. We all have a choice in a sense to where we, you know, have to learn from them. Successful people were the biggest failures. 
but they just, I guess, didn't stop in a sense, you know, and just, we're, we're not failures ever, you know, we're just, you know, we make choices, consequences, they can change. It's just, I guess, your mindset and who you hang out with or what you tell yourself to, especially in that damn mirror. That mirror is the worst. That man, that, what you tell yourself sometimes, it's, you know, that man in the mirror, you got to beat his ass. Tell him you're good. You're worthy. You're able. Now that, not this negative shit. Sorry. <clears throat> yeah. Now that Michael Jackson song is going to be stuck in my head, Man in the Mirror. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Little Wayne does one with Man in the Mirror, and it's freaking awesome. Oh, I haven't listened to that. I'll have to check it out. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing all that, Coltrane. That's a lot. Um, uh, definitely. Um, and same to you, Lil oh. Rock, as well. Lady yeah, Me, were you trying to say something? I'm sorry. No, I said, yeah, that's tough. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good luck yeah, to it's, them. Yeah, it's, it is. Um, and it's, Never stop it's easy sometimes. I think, Mike, you were uh, talking about it. Uh, earlier it's easy for us to get stuck in the things that we've done wrong but we really do have to find it within ourselves just to move forward uh, Lou Rock was just mentioning about the future of his kids and setting up a uh, financial kind of backbone for it and it's just like you do what you can do whether it is that uh, instinctual thing we have as parents or whatever else but it's just like we do what we can do to move forward with uh, all the love that we have within ourselves to yep. provide. Best thing I ever got told was honesty. They told me it's not about you anymore, you know, but being selfish. Get Take your feelings out and, and not be about you and your feelings. What about your kid in a sense, you know? You, you need, yeah, it's about them, not you. So get over yourself, kind of thing, and like move on, you know. Because you, you know, there was, this is a couple of years ago, and I was stuck in the past. Guilt, guilt, guilt. Get over it. Be a better person by by you know connecting with other people, getting a support group or just a friend you can talk to, and and encourage each other, and, and then quit being such an asshole to yourself. You know, we're so mean to ourselves. Sucks, you're right, but, but that's you're you right. Know? That's much easier said than done at times. But it's like just saying, "What do I got to lose?" I you get to a point where you're just saying, "F it." You know what? What do I have to lose? Let's make this decision and just push and go, go, go. Quit thinking it. Quit thinking it out and analyzing and just go, kind of thing. And I when I did that, it's like, damn, why didn't I do this sooner? You know, it's like, you know, it's such an ass to myself, but. Yeah. yeah, and we all and we all are. We all beat ourselves up. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. <sighs> great I feel talk. Like we're on the Oprah Winfrey shit over here. Yeah, um, <laughs> I just felt the need to bring it up because y'all were talking about it, you know. But like, um, just if y'all, you know, need more, more, more dudes like you, bro. Exactly. Well, it's helped me because uh, when I started the show, I wasn't feeling great myself so uh with you guys calling in with what people are sharing in the uh, chitty chat room it does help because i mean everyone can everyone can seem to relate uh to, to different levels and it's it's uh 
touching, for lack of a better word, when people share something about themselves. I mean, it's great. We need to get it out there. We need to relate to one there's another. Strength. Yeah, there's strength in our weaknesses, ultimately. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> well, guys, I think I'm going to end the show, because. Uh, but I do appreciate everyone calling in and participating in the chat room. Always good to hear from you, Lady Me. Hope your vacation is going well. Thank you. And uh, Mike, thanks so much for calling in and uh, no being problem, kind man. of a yeah, being kind of my co-host tonight. And Coltrane, uh, thanks for sharing <laughs> right. all that you uh, shared. All right, and to everyone else, I uh, love you all. And uh, until next time, uh, take care and have a good evening. Okay. Thanks for having me. Y'all have a good. Thank one. you. Yeah. Love good you guys. Night. Good night. Bye bye.